Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, good friends and enemies alike, I guess. And welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. I can't believe it's been two weeks already. I wanted to start off by saying thank you very much for listening to this. I hope you're finding these episodes entertaining. And if you're just joining us, then please go back and listen to the episode called The Beginning and listen from there, because otherwise this won't make any sense. Most recently, a behind-the-screen campaign planning episode was released where I talked about things that I am planning based on what I think these characters will do, and we'll see how that plays out in the coming weeks. But I also mentioned that I wanted to do some episodes on creating villains, and I thought I would be able to get the first episode out uh, before today, but Looks like uh, I wasn't able to do that, unfortunately, but it will be coming soon. Also, I mentioned that that episode on creating villains will focus on creating them based on classes in the player's handbook, using those classes for inspiration. Uh, And I'm starting with the bard, even though alphabetically barbarian is first. I just had some neat ideas with the bard that I wanted to share with everyone. So that will be coming soon, uh, probably this coming Monday. If you did listen to the the behind-the-screen campaign planning episode. I hope you found it somewhat useful. I did also mention that Martin the Cloak, who will be a bit more in this episode, is based on a real-life historical spy uh, and was wondering if anybody out there had any guesses as to who it was. Let me know. Also, if you are a dungeon master and you're wanting to know what I have planned, all the twists and stuff, there is a dungeon master group sort of sub-page, I guess, on our Knights and Nerds Facebook page. So if you want to discuss this campaign, what I have planned, and ask me all sorts of questions, like who the final bad guy is, what twists I have planned, just hop in the Dungeon Master group, ask me, I'll tell you right away. Knights and Nerds is now on Instagram, so you can find us there if you'd like. And starting today, we're doing a dice giveaway. So all you need to do is hop on Instagram or Facebook, follow the instructions, And then, I guess, just play the waiting game and see if you win. The items being given away are a set of ancient bone dice, as well as a dice carrying bag that has a dragon design on it. And the dice and dice bag come from Dragonheart Designs. You should go to their website right now, or after the episode, whichever. Dragonheartdesigns.ca. Get yourself some dice. The ancient bone dice, I don't think are ancient bone But to be honest, I don't know exactly what they're made of, so I'll say maybe they're made of ancient bone. I don't know. Also, thank you to everyone who's left a review or a rating on iTunes or elsewhere or has engaged with us on Facebook or Twitter, anything like that. Uh, That's always a lot of fun. We love hearing from you. Our offer made last episode, but if you want to be a non-player character who gets killed almost immediately... Still stands, so if you want to be named in the podcast, just let us know on Facebook, Twitter, now on Instagram too, whichever you like. And also, if you do want to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving a review or a rating on iTunes or someplace like that, wherever you're listening to it. Or if you really like to and you like reading also, you can go to my website, thingstimrote.com books. I am an independent fantasy writer. You can download some of my books. They are fairly inexpensive and also pretty good. And if you don't want to do that, that's cool too. We're happy just to have you listen. Also, you may hear some background ambience and music in this episode, and that's courtesy of tabletopaudio.com, a terrific website. I highly recommend using them. So again, if you're interested in getting some 
bone dice, which may or may not be bone, and a cool dice bag that has a sweet dragon design on it. Go to our Instagram, Knights and Nerds, or on our Facebook page, check out the instructions, and also do check out dragonheartdesigns.ca for some other cool D&D stuff. All right, I think that does it for now. On with the episode. All right. Knights and Nerds. Knights and Nerds. Knights and Nerds! Uh, so last time, you met with the head of the Thieves Guild, the head of the Nimble Knaves, Martin the Cloak. He's a very uh, polite, well-spoken, well-dressed man. Uh, and he uh, was engaging a little bit of blackmail with you as his victims. But he uh, offered you sort of a, a deal in that he would not sell the information of Elwyn's whereabouts, which he has, in exchange for you helping him find out who is providing members of the Thieves Guild with new life, which he uh, really dislikes. Martin also has this code of nonviolence. He doesn't like his employees engaging in, in lethal violence or even overt physical violence. He likes to have his work done in a more subtle fashion because then it helps the entire guild sort of fly under the radar, so to speak. Uh, so you had fought two uh, thieves who were all hopped up on New Life. You had knocked them out. You had tied them up. He said he was going to leave you alone to interrogate them because if they thought that they were still in the guild, that they would be under the impression that Martin wouldn't let them be killed. So he thought that maybe if they didn't know exactly where they were, which is why he blindfolded them, they might be a little bit more frightened and more uh, susceptible to persuasion. But he did say not to kill them. So have the effects of the drug worn off at this point? Are they like normal now? The effects of the drugs wore right off when, once you knock them out. Okay. It was a it was a fun battle. Faye was hiding under a desk. <laughs> Spruce Lee just got annihilated. Yeah, I forget what happened to me. Did I get hit by a door or something? <laughs> or did I just get hit by a guy? Or did I get like I critically failed something or something like that? You got critically fucked up. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, <laughs> on the same page now. Yay! Let's start. <laughs> Faye's sort of just coming around to the idea that people attack her now. That she's understanding that people actually will have ill will to each other. She's also just confused that ever since she became friends with you guys, people just keep attacking us. And that makes no sense whatsoever. Because she's lived 115 years and never been attacked. Uh, but if you, you know, talk to her about what you want to do in form like of what an investigation would entail, she is very persuasive. After a few minutes... <laughs> I was picturing, yeah, picturing this in real life. We just stand there in this room quietly. After a few minutes of your, of your silent, crippling indecision, <laughs> the the two, uh, the two who are tied up, they start to to come to, and they're kind of uh, jostling against their restraints a little bit, but they can't really do much. Maybe a good idea would be to ask them who gave them new life. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> yeah, go for it. We're like in a room. Is there a space where I could like drag one of them off so that they were separate so they could kind of not hear each other? Uh, no, there's no real partition in this room. Mm. You could, I don't know, maybe drag one of them outside the room, leave them out there. But then that's kind of like a an antechamber where there's a whole bunch of other members of the guild just hanging out. Uh, I guess Gilladob will then just 
maybe like tear some little pieces of cotton off of, you know, one of my raggedy pieces of clothing or something and block the one guy's ears up and then kind of turn to the group and be like, okay, we can, we can question this guy while this guy's, you know, off to the side. That way, if it goes bad, we can have a second chance. All right. So what are we, you want to try and persuade, you're, you're going to try and like befriend this guy and, and get him to tell us or should, or do you want to try and intimidate him? I have a higher persuasion. And I am a person of peace and happiness and love. So I'm assuming you guys have sort of discussed what you're trying to find out. Faye's come to and has decided this she can help in some way. I have an idea. These guys are blindfolded. Gilly, why don't you and myself just kind of stand in the distance of the room and we'll make noises like you can make noises as if you're hitting me and I'll st- scream so that this guy thinks that we're torturing his buddy in the background maybe he'll be more likely to give answers you know what i mean he can't see us he doesn't know monks are all about discipline (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know spruce was into that (laughs) i think if 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 he's not forthcoming uh, then we can resort to to some of that kind of tactics. All right, so uh, Faye's gonna walk up to non cotton ears. <laughs> does non cotton ears have a name? Yeah, it's Chef. Chef. All right. Do, does, have we been informed of this beforehand? Sure. Why not? Yeah, Chef with a CH instead of a J. <laughs> so Faye's like Chef, Chef, Chef. How you feeling, buddy? You feeling okay? You can tell that he's very groggy, and he's. He's like, where, where am I? And he starts jostling against the the ropes, and he's like, I don't know who you people are, but you better, you better let me, let me out of these ropes, or or else. Jeff, Jeff, just calm down. I know we've all had those benders where we come back out of them, and they're a little bit rough. We're here for you. It's just you're tied up for your own good and your own safety, and we're just trying to keep you in a calm state, okay? It looks like you may have taken some new life and decided to attack us. I don't know why you would attack me. I am a beautiful creature, but that is your own prerogative. He says, I I, I don't remember anything that's happened in the last, geez, six hours. But yeah, I probably took some new life. That sounds like something I would do. That's something you do often? I mean, just socially. Do you, uh, do you have someone in the area who helps hook you up with that? Because, I mean, that sounds fun. He says, I don't know who you are, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying anything. I mean, Chef, I am an amazing person. I have a voice of an angel, the talent of a million bards. I am a friend you want to have. So why don't you just tell me where you got it from? Roll for persuasion. Yes, please do roll for persuasion. <laughs> 22. He says, all right, listen, I don't know what your deal is. Like, you can get this stuff basically anywhere. Almost literally anywhere. But uh, if I tell you where I got mine, will you will you let me out of here? Of course. Like like I said, buddy, you're just blindfolded because we needed to keep you in a calm state. We didn't want you getting riled up again. You came in here and threw a door off the hinges. So just wanted you to relax. And so we figured by dimming your senses... You'd be in a more meditative and calm situation. This is just for you. I don't remember that. I have a great respect for doors. I stole mine from somebody else in the guild. His name is Owen the Quick. And is Owen the Quick the other person who is where is Cotton Ears with us? No, that's Bert. 
<laughs> oh, Owen the Quick. Do you have any idea where he's getting it from? Uh, no. No, okay. uh, but I know where you can find him. Yeah, where is he? Will you will you let me go if I tell you? I mean, of, of I think course. we've already passed. I think I've already fulfilled the letting go conditions. Yeah, of course. Is that is that a, a, a for real yes or is that a lie? That's a for real yes. Okay. No, that was me, the DM, asking. <laughs> <laughs> that was a for real yes. So he, I don't know where Owen the Quick lives, but he hangs out at a place called the Drake Hotel. Okay. Well, thank you. Well, here, let me untie you. And quickly escort you out of this room. Uh, I'm going to pass him off to Martin, who is outside the room. And now we are left with Cottoneers. Martin and a few others kind of come in and they they take they take possession of Chef and close the door, which is still sort of off its hinges. By closing, they're just kind of like sliding it back and forth. Uh, he says, he says uh, was that productive? I, I think I would, um, or Gilladob would would talk to him in some thieves can't just to make sure it's not overheard or in quietly because obviously they're part of the guild as well but just to explain what information we gave to see if that would make sense to him if it seems that it's possible that we weren't given true information we could always do this questioning with the second one and then compare notes yeah it might just be worth i mean questioning him anyway because he might like this other guy chef stole his from someone right so uh bert might have gotten his from someone else uh before you continue with your interrogation you could roll an insight check on on the things that chef said if you want to see if he was lying yeah i like to roll dice i rolled a 16 uh yeah you think he was sufficiently shook up that he he really wasn't trying to pass one over he didn't didn't really think that uh that he had much to bargain with even despite his or else threat all right, phase two of the interrogation, go. You did an excellent job, Fane. I think you should see what this one has to say. You want me to take the same approach? <laughs> or are you guys going to beat each other in the corner? <laughs> I mean, I think that's going to happen regardless, but... <laughs> the tension has been high. <laughs> I think you should try the same approach and okay. see how it goes. I'm going to walk up to Bert. Cottoneer's Bert. Cottoneer's Bert. <laughs> All right. Distant cousin of Cotton Eye Joe. Fun fact. <laughs> Was he killed during the war? Cotton Eye Joe? Oh, I don't know where he came from or where he went, so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I enjoyed that. <laughs> Why? So I guess that's all I did today. <laughs> all right, that's all we have time for tonight. <laughs> Come on, that was a good response. <laughs> <laughs> oh, coming down. Okay. Matt has made the only good possible joke relating to a country music song. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hearing that you wanted me to take the same approach, Faye is going to approach us exactly the same as last time. Bird, bird, bird. How you feeling, buddy? feel like I've been hit in the back of the head with probably the hilt of a of a dagger or something like that. Uh, yeah, the come down off those drugs. It's rough. Uh, who who are you and where am I? Well, we're just we have you tied up and just blindfolded to help dim your senses cuz you just came out of a very violent rage. You came in and threw a door off its hinges. You attacked us 
It looks like you're calming down now. We want to make sure you're okay. This is just for your safety. Yeah, good. I hate doors. I hate doors so much. <laughs> Always trying to keep me out of places or keep me in places. Yeah, I get the feeling. I get it. I know. Doors are a pain. <laughs> Opening, closing all the time. Yeah, right? Yeah. You get it. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> but back to what's going on here. I, like, you were, did you take some new life, it seems? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Do you do that often? Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to. Uh, after a certain point in time, you know, kind of just becomes routine. Oh, you've been taking it for a while. Do you have a dealer in the area? Uh, it's not that easy to get. No. The boss, you know? Ah, damn bosses. Right. Worse than doors. <laughs> bosses are the doors of people. <laughs> <laughs> totally. So, uh, who do you get it from? All right, listen, fine. I, I, can tell, I can tell my situation here is not great, but I don't want my boss to find out. Oh, you, well, I, I'm not going to tell your boss. You don't know who he is, but it wouldn't be good if you found out. So you got to promise me that whatever happens, my boss won't find out. Oh, of course. I wouldn't tell your boss. I personally will never relay this information <laughs> to your boss. Why are you saying it like that? Saying it like what? Like I'm your friend? god damn it that's all right candace that's crafty (laughs) not really a lie uh but you're gonna have to make a persuasion check please Uh, i rolled a 19 all right well despite your weird phrasing of of your promise not to tell my boss which i don't know how you do that because you obviously don't know who he is listen okay chef and i stole it from from a colleague of ours named Owen. Just stole it right off him, huh? You have any idea where he was getting it from? No. Sure don't. No hints or anything? Sort of like he hangs out somewhere, or he comes back from that place and seems to have new life with him? He hangs out at a place called the Drake Hotel. If you hadn't let Chef just saunter out of here, he probably would have told you that. Well, Chef and I were talking. We were just hanging out, shooting the breeze, so... Well, then what's with this? Why do I get this treatment and Chef just gets to... (laughs) I just wanted to make sure you're okay, man. Like, you seem to have a little more rough. I want to make sure you're all right. I'd like to go now, please. Yeah, sure. (laughs) No problem. Just wait one moment. Martin can take him now. And you guys can tell him what happened. (laughs) I almost feel like at this point we would just knock and be like, Martin, you come (laughs) in. Don't even hide it anymore. (laughs) Take the blindfold off. Might as well. You call for Martin, and Bert is like, hey, what? Oh, now I understand what you were saying. Martin goes over to his desk, and he's like, well, I have to say that was remarkably efficient. Whatever approach you took, I didn't even hear any screams. And look, there's no blood on my floor, except for that which was already there. Uh, he goes over to his desk, and he he takes out this big ledger, and he's looking, he's like flipping through pages, and he's like... Chef and Bert. Chef. Okay, here they are. And he like crosses out their names. And you can sort of see as Bert is being hauled away, this sort of brand, like the size of a hand on the side of his face, just appears. And uh, and then the door gets sort of maneuvered back into place behind them. And he says, even when my employees disobey me i i don't kill them but 
they get marked as thieves with something that's fairly difficult to cover up. So I imagine that Bird and Chef will be probably leaving Pharaoh's Point if they don't want to be arrested. Uh, so they're no longer my problem. That is ice cold. Thank you. <laughs> Speaking of which, I could go for a drink. Uh, but uh, I take it that you four will be uh, proceeding further and, and, and finding out what, what the source of all this is? No, I could totally have a drink. <laughs> I just did a lot of talking, guys. I, I was shot at. Things were happening. I hid behind a desk. I deserve a drink. Martin says... I'll send for you in perhaps, uh, what, a day, two days? We can see if you've solved the problem by then. The This Drake Hotel, this is in in town here? Yeah. So presumably we know where it is then. Oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, can he give us any more information on Owen of the Drake Hotel? Oh, did they say it was Owen? Okay, well, that's that's kind of disappointing. Well, we said we relayed all the information to him. You did say that, and I immediately forgot it. <laughs> Can we ask him, like, I want to know more about this Owen. What does he know about him? Like, what kind of a character is he? Owen is, he's, Owen's a human, male. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Okay, Owen. (laughs) Uh, He has, he's got uh, short black hair. He's fairly lanky and he always has a look about him that, that he is ready to ready to run at the slightest provocation, which is why he has that delightful moniker. The Drake Hotel is where he likes to to, to spend his time when he's not on the job. Uh, he's not uh, a particularly violent person, but if, there are, if someone's on new life, you can't be too careful. Are you surprised that he has all this new life? Does this seem out of character for him, or is this not surprising to you? Well, I try not to have any expectations and therefore not to be surprised, but... I would say, yeah, it does seem out of character for him. So if these two got theirs from him, my hunch is that Owen is not the source. But I'll leave that to you to find out. Is there like a, a I guess if we know this place, well, we know, is there like a like a tavern in the hotel where he would most likely be hanging out? Yes. Yes, there is a, there's a tavern. It's a, it's a two floor tavern. It's quite nice. I mean... I'm all for heading straight there. I just wouldn't mind taking a short rest so I can uh, roll a hit dice. If we do that, using soothing music to revitalize your wounded allies during a short rest. If you or any friendly creature who can hear your performance regain... Sorry. If you or any friendly creature who can hear you, your performance regain hit points at the end of a short rest. Each of those creatures regains an extra 1d6 hit points. That's the song of rest? Uh, Yeah. It's just a feature that I have. And I will regale you a song. Excellent. Or a battle that we just had. I think I'll find some nicer clothes for our trip to the hotel. I, I want to look good. I just, because this is a swankier kind of place, right? So I definitely recommend that if someone has, you know, a nicer cloak or a shirt without stab wounds in it, you know, wear that one. I always look amazing. Of course. All right. I put on my monk robes that cover the nips. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a lot of jewelry and, and stuff with some shiny gems. I got that going on. I got my bling. I will not heed your advice. I'll just wear what I'm wearing now. Okay. So, uh, one thing to point out, uh, when you had left the Thieves Guild, even though you left out the same hallway, you noticed that you didn't actually exit back where you had gone in by the by that warehouse. It was like a completely different part of town. I'm not surprised. 
Gilladob knows that these guys like to move around, or at least move around the the entrance to wherever the guild actually is. Neat. Yeah, I thought so. Okay, so you guys make your way to the Drake Hotel, which is a hilarious double entendre. Thank you. And uh, so, yeah, you guys enter this uh, this this tavern. It's about uh, four or five stories, so it's uh, it's pretty sizable for for an inn. Uh, and uh, it is much nicer than a lot of the other uh, taverns you've been to or heard of. We never discussed a plan. Oh, would you like to have discussed a plan before going in? Maybe on the way there or something. I feel like they would. (laughs) Mm -hmm. First thought is to actually just go in like normal customers. Like, it's great because it's a populated, like, common area. We should go in and just kind of make ourselves comfortable. And then we can scout out to see if, you know, if anyone can spot him there. We have a, a bit of a description of what he looks like. Especially if he's, like, somebody who's, like, going to bolt or run and stuff. Like, we mm-hmm. should be really uh, covert, I think. Yeah. May I suggest that my beautiful self be used as bait? Everyone's drawn to me. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> how, how are I don't we, know what uh, you're So we're still going to need to actually get information from this guy, though. So, I mean, what's our best approach here? If we try and corner him, obviously he's going to try and bolt. Mm -hmm. So maybe try and, um, especially if you're going to try and sort of woo him, Faye, maybe see if, if, uh, maybe, maybe basically try to play it up as if you're looking to get some new life. And, okay. (laughs) Okay. My thought was that I am a high elf of very... I'm well-dressed. I have lots of money to burn. I would probably be looking for new life and it wouldn't be that weird. You know, out exploring the world, testing my boundaries. Mm-hmm. I was just going to suggest, it is a hotel. We could try and somehow get him to a room so that, you know, there's not... There's a one point of exit so he can't just, like... Run away or whatever. That or? Is, if we do find out that he's staying there, then that's a good idea. Yeah. If your persuasions don't work, um, maybe one of us would take up a position by the table. If he does choose to leave, we could follow him. Um, that might also be useful because, say, he needs to go get new life for his night out. And you might be able to follow him to where he's keeping it or where he has a little base. So I think it's going to be an eyes open adaptable situation. I think you want to make sure not to uh, look like we know me. I'd prefer it as well, mm-hmm. actually, if you stay away. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some acquaintance with the Thieves Guild, so I might kind of stay separate, because if I go go right up to him and he recognizes me or something like that, that wouldn't be good. So I'm just going to go in casual like I'm there just to have a drink. Is there a stage? Uh, there is a small performing area for musicians. So we're going to have to go in and talk to the manager and see if we can get you to perform on short notice. Is Actually, no. Happen? One of my things is that I, uh, by popular demand, I always have a place to perform. I can always find a place to perform. All right. Well, I'm glad I, I'm glad I said yes preemptively. Usually an inn or tavern, possibly a circus, a theater, Nobis court. I receive free lodging and food. Sounds like you got it made. Like, why would you ever become an adventurer? Good question. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just thinking that I can possibly win him over 
even more if I have cast some sort of singing spell on him. Okay, so well charmed, the target idolizes you. It speaks glowingly of you to anyone it talks to. It hinders anyone who opposes you, although it avoids violence that's already inclined to fight on your behalf. And this ends in an hour. Or if they take damage, or if I attack it, or attack one of their allies. If I perform for one minute, I can inspire wonder in my audience and pick a number of humanoids within 60 feet who listened up to my charisma modifier. Uh, so you're going to go and tell the manager you've got a tight one minute set. I will sing longer than that, of course. The world deserves to hear me. <laughs> but at least one minute gives me the chance to inspire wonder <laughs> and have someone become obsessed with me. So they have to make a wisdom saving throw against my spells, DC, or be charmed by me. If they succeed on the saving throw, it has no hint that I tried to charm it. That's the nice part about this one. So I think that's a good idea. I think that I should sing and tell people about how awesome I am. All right. I mean, in that case, I'll, I'll kind of try and grab a, a table maybe near the main entrance Ooh. slash exit. Can, what are the different like points of entry or exit? Like, What's the kind of setup here? Uh, there's sort of a large double door main entry. There's a door to a back alley where uh, like food and crates of wine and barrels of ale are brought in. There's also a number of windows around the uh, the upper floors. A question about your plan. Are you going to try to find him before Faye starts performing? Or I guess you'd have to to select him as one of your targets, right? Right. But you'd have a good view from the stage. Correct. Where you could, act, you could look out and check people out without looking super suspicious. As well as if you guys notice him, you could point him out to me mm-hmm. while I was singing. So maybe we need some kind of sort of discreet signal to each other. Yeah, because... He's over here! (laughs) 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 Maybe let's just say we can come up with a more discreet one Hmm. that if we see him... Yeah, birds. Just make a chicken noise. Everyone knows what a chicken sounds like, right? So while I'm talking to the manager to work out my performance deal, you guys can be scouting the crowd initially and see if you find him before I get up there. Okay, do you want me? I can go up to the second floor then. All right, so you guys enter. And there's a there's already a bard performing, and it is subpar to your tastes, Faye. Uh, but yeah, so you go to speak to the Mister Manager and uh, perhaps uh, strum a few chords on your lute to show that you are far superior than whatever that is on stage. And he's like, "Okay, sure, yeah, you can perform. Just wait until this bozo's done his song." So I covertly turn around and give everyone a thumbs up. I look away, pretending I do not know you at all. <laughs> uh, so which of the three of you is going up to the second floor? I am. You are. Vanna White Helsing, second floor. Before I would do that, though, I mean, I'd probably skim the people to see if anybody, like, I mean, we have a description of him, so I'd want to, like, kind of skim and see, do I see anybody that's white male <laughs> with dark hair? All right, roll to skim. Uh, yeah, everybody <laughs> uh, roll a perception check. I'm too enamored with my own beauty and excitement. I rolled a three. Faye only has eyes for the stage. Vanna Whitehelsing. 16. Uh, Spruce rolled a 20. 
No, it didn't roll a 20, but got 20. Gildab got 21. Uh, the description that you got doesn't really match anyone who's on the main floor. So what happens if I'm upstairs by myself and I see him, though? <laughs> like, how am I... What am I gonna do? Actually, yeah, as far as a, this place goes, is the upper level like a like a balcony? Like, can you see it from the lower level? Or is it just a full-on second floor that you have to go through, a, like, a stairway to get to? Oh, yes, I'm sorry. There's, like, a staircase sort of, like, in the middle of the room that goes up. Like, the second floor is up top. So it is kind of like a... Open concept sort of deal? Yeah, it's Like, I could modern. see down and see them. I was kind of picturing it like a bar with the... Yeah, me too. Yeah, That's sort the of open top. So you could still hear the music and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess if I see him, I'll do whatever covert signal we end up picking, <laughs> if that, that works. If we hear a random chicken noise, <laughs> <Yeah>. I guess. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to sit at a table near the main entrance, just in case if he comes down and goes to leave or something. And then we can talk to the... We're professionals. Hmm. Barmaid! <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably stay close to the, the staircase so I can see people come and go. Right, so when you get to the top of the staircase, you can see someone matching Owen's description sitting by himself at a table, and his back is, like, to a window. He's by himself, sipping from a tankard. Can you roll another perception check? Oh, fuck. Six. <laughs> can he see down from where he's sitting? Uh, he can, he's got a decent view of the, not the best view of the stage, but he can see it. Okay, um, not keen on this chicken noise idea. (laughs) I think I'm first gonna, like, see if I can just make eye contact with them both. Stick to the plan, Katie. (laughs) I I think that could blow up in our face real, real bad. Yeah, alright, okay, so, do they make eye contact with me? If I'm hanging out... Hanging over the balcony looking? Yeah, totally. I think they'd be... I think you guys would be watching her kind of seeing whether whether or not she finds him, right? At least one of us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to, like, subtly, like, hang one arm off the balcony and, like, motion them up. Come up here. <laughs> so before before getting... Going up that way, is there that staircase in the middle? Is that the only staircase that goes upstairs? Yeah. And the only one he could come down if he was bolted? Well, he or did say... Window. Yeah, he has his back to a window, so... Katie, can you roll a performance check representing you trying to be casual? Okay. Oh, there we go. Ooh, ten. Okay. Um, Spruce and Gilladob, when when Vanna White Helsing motions you up, what... Like, are, are both of you going up? Or one of you staying down by the front door? I'd probably whisper to Spruce, um, I'm going to work my way up there. And then I'm going to be stealth, but this is like in a bar stealth. So it's not like a quiet stealth. I'm going to have my mug of, of ale, you know, walking around and just kind of, hey, how you doing? You know, chatting it up, just really trying to blend in and just casually like, you know, making, eventually making my way upstairs. Social stealth. Social stealth. <laughs> Excellent. Okay. Can you roll a performance check then? Performance or still. <laughs> I think I think it's more performance. Okay. 18. You get to the top of the stairs. He uh, Owen had kind of made you when you came up and and you you like you saw him and you were like your eyes just like went twice as wide open. Uh so he he immediately like stands up and you you see what you didn't see before. 
is a rope tied to the table leg and he throws it out the window and he's immediately heaved himself out of the, the second story window. Do we have any reaction time? Like to... Yeah, I don't... Cast sleep? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? Yeah. I would say you two can roll initiative and then Owen will roll initiative and we'll see We'll see who gets to act first. Yeah. Katie, how'd you do? 13. 14. Uh, so Gilladab goes first. I think I'll just stick with my reaction and cast sleep. If he's half out the window, that might end poorly for him, but... <laughs> Whatever. Can't wait to sing. <laughs> <laughs> you know she'll still go through with it. Like she doesn't care that you guys will do something else. <laughs> can I? Can I? Do I have like a, a line of vision on them from that the table that I was at, like near the entrance? You can't see Owen, but you can see those two. Okay. You can see Vanna White, Helsing, and Gilladob. So I can't see that he went to go out the window then. But you probably see them reacting to the fact that he's going out the window. Like, yeah, she's probably I... turned around and reaching for it, and he's gone to cast a spell. But my initial reaction probably wouldn't be to run out the door and, like, around to where the window would be, right? My reaction would probably be to run towards the stairs. That's more what I was getting at. I don't know. It's your reaction. Well, <laughs> if I could see him going for the window, then I would react out the door, but mm-hmm. I can't, so I, I wouldn't. Well, if one of them shouts down, he's going out the window. We'll see how this works. If so that happens, yes. I get 24. <laughs> points of health to put him to sleep 24 that's pretty good so you just kind of see him like pitch backwards out of this window (laughs) (laughs) vanna white housing sorry do you have a bonus action if it if it worked then i'd at least call out he fell out the window Tied a rope to himself. He could just be dangling out the window like a fun little thing. Cat toy. Alright, so Spruce is going to run out the door and around (laughs) and see (laughs) what kind of state this guy's in. Okay, but uh, Katie, it's your turn uh, first before before you, you bolt. Okay, so... I mean, I think my first reaction is to go to the window and see the state of things. So, yeah, what is he? Is there brain matter all over the place or what? <laughs> Vanna runs to the window and you can see that uh, Owen is... he He's just kind of laying there. Uh-huh. He looks pretty hurt. <laughs> he looks like he took some damage from, from you know, being unconscious and then <laughs> falling two stories. Is it easy for me to just, like, pop down the same window he went through? Yeah, there's still the rope that he so kindly, you know, threw out and expected that he could use it, but, uh... He appears to still be alive, but hurt? Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll yell that down to them so they know what's going on. And, yeah, I'll, I'll just pop down the window. Can you make an acrobatics check, please? This would be great if you roll a one and then land on him. 22. Vanna White Helsing just... Makes that rope her bitch. Yeah, so you get down there and he's he's injured, but he's alive. Actually, hang on a sec. If you if you fall asleep and then you take damage, you wake up, right? So he would technically be awake. So then that would make it his turn. Uh, so he's gonna get up and he can get up. So you can get down there. Um, since you rolled a twenty-two on your on your acrobatics check, you can 
You can try to restrain him if you want. Okay, yes, I was gonna do that. So, seeing that he's not unconscious, I would probably, like, you know, put my boot on his wrist or, like, you know, yeah, have some point. Yeah, I would I'd step on his arm or something, so there's no getting up and he's in a little bit more extra pain. Okay, <laughs> all right. He's like, huh, how did I get down here? Uh, and then uh, uh, Matt will come around the corner. And Matt, you see that Vanna is pinning this guy who's still prone. And yeah, Gilly, what would you like to do? Can I do a brief thing? I don't know if we're in uh, uh, initiative still. Um, but if, if he's down there and you're pinning him with your foot, I would just untie the rope and kind of toss it out. And like, you, you can tie him up. And just toss the rope that he used out the window. Totally. Thank you. <laughs> and and uh, Faye? Faye makes her way on stage. <laughs> <laughs> you still have a performance. Like, I would expect no less. I have an audience who is, is anticipating to hear me. Currently, Vanna and Spruce are in the alley. Uh, Gilladab, are you, are you just hanging out inside, or are you going to make your way out there, too? I guess I'm like... I'm really short, so I'm doing my kind of waddle, trying to finish my beer that I still have in hand. And uh, thank you, thanking the, the barmaid as I, I rush out to the alley. Yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. So how would you, Vanna, like to, to proceed with this brand new interrogation? Have I already tied him up? Yeah. Well, Spruce helps you. Okay. I'll just ask, why did you run? Hop down and fall, I guess, is more, <laughs> <laughs> more descriptive. You look kind of out of place. And when you... When you came up the stairs, I was noticing you noticing me. I guess I'll be honest with him. I'll tell him we were sent here to find you. Um, I want to know wh- why you have all this new life and where you're getting it from. Martin sent you, didn't he? He may have. Oh, this is not good. But I kind of figured this would end up happening. I don't have, like, a lot. I get mine from from Thorn Twinhammer. Did Martin tell you at all about Thorn? No, I have no idea who that is. All right. Oh, I, I always knew this was going to blow up in my face someday. Thorn Twinhammer is a dwarf, and he's Martin's closest friend. They go back years and years, and they started the Thieves' Guild together. Martin has this whole non-violent approach to thieving, right? Which is Which is great, because it keeps us out of dangerous situations. But Thorn has always kind of had a slightly violent streak, but Martin's always ignored it, because they're such good friends. He's never, I don't even know if he realizes what Thorn does, but Thorn uses violence. I think he's even probably killed people. And ever since this new life stuff popped up on the streets 12 months ago, he's just been getting worse. He's been getting more reckless. And he's got me and he's got, uh, I don't know, a couple, a handful of other guys in the guild who kind of, you know, do these more dangerous jobs with him, but they get more money. And he kind of, that's what he wants. He wants just to get more money. He doesn't care about the repercussions. And he's just getting more and more reckless. But uh, it was great at first. You know, we made a lot of money. But now it's just getting... It's not worth the risks, you know? Like, every job is just more dangerous than the last. Thorn is the problem. But listen, you can't just go to Martin and tell him, Oh, Thorn's, Thorn's the problem. He won't believe you. He won't believe you if you just tell him. He'll probably be pretty angry that you're trying to set up his best friend. If I manage to, to reach this area at some point of this conversation you overheard the whole thing Uh, i guess i'd slightly chime in oh hello owen (laughs) uh i have to say it's a fair point that he might not trust that bit of information 
But it's also fair that I might not trust your giving us this information, trying to pin it on his best friend. So what do what do you have to actually prove to us that what you're saying is true? Uh, well, listen, I, I mean, I don't know what else to, to do or to say. But I mean, are you trying to intimidate him a little bit or? I guess it's more in that, you know, we're investigating this and you're telling us that this twin hammer is the source of, of new life. So we're going to need a little bit more. Either we're going to need to know where he keeps it, you know, where can we find him? Because you're right. We can't just go back to Martin and say, believe us. We're going to need to give some evidence that what you're saying is true. So help us along here. Because if we don't get to the point where we find out what's really going on, you might get stuck as the one to blame. And I guess if there is intimidation, it would be mentioning this whole curse mark thing and how easy it is for him to to do that. And after seeing that, I, I, I wouldn't wish that on anyone. Yeah. Owen's like, oh, yeah, I if I could just, all I want is to... to not be beholden to Thorn anymore and to remain as a member of the guild. So, like, whatever I have to do, you know, I, I want to do it. What? Sorry if I missed this. Why are you beholden to Thorn? No one else will, will like, get new life to members of the Thieves' Guild, right? You know, I'm part of his crew, and you know, like, if... I don't know if you know what it's like to, to, to take new life, and it's so awesome that one time. Right at first, makes you feel all nice and cozy. But you feel compelled to take it. And if you don't, you know, you start to feel, you start to feel real bad. You start to feel real bad. And, you know, when I take mine, I go home and I, I shut a door and I, I keep myself inside and I keep that door on its hinges. <laughs> By the gods, I keep that door on its hinges. I don't want to hurt anybody. So, like, I know that Thorn has this new heist that he's planning, but. Like, if I try to go there with all you guys in tow, he's going to know that something's up. I might as well, might as well roll insight, right? Just to see if... Uh, yeah, you might as well. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 17. Yeah, you can tell this guy might be like a, a nimble thief, but uh, brave he's not. How's your song going, Faye? I have currently moved on to performance piece called Your Brain on New Life and I've gotten eggs I'm just smashing them over my head <laughs> good we still have more time then <laughs> I can hear her doing the egg bit <laughs> where did you get eggs? chickens <laughs> duh, duh. <laughs> do they not have chickens where you come from? <laughs> also just uh, after rolling insight Spruce is just going to run back inside real quick and throw a gold coin on the table just to make sure we didn't walk out on our bar tab because you know i pay it up up front (laughs) okay cool (laughs) that's so conscientious (laughs) i think this is the kind of moment where you'd almost have excuse us a moment owen (laughs) as we turn to like discuss (laughs) right um yeah we're at a weird point we still need to figure out i think it's bigger than just owen here right yeah so he's either gonna like the more he helps us the less we have to include his name when we report back to Martin. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, I can only see us going and investigating this twin hammer guy on our own. 
because we can't go back and just say it was him. Uh, yeah, so Owen reiterates that Thorne has uh, two or three other people who are sort of in his own little mini crew, uh, and he's planning a heist uh, in the near future, although he's a bit fuzzy on the details. <clears throat> Giladob would ask Owen, do you know any names of members of his little crew? So I think besides me, there's three others plus Thorn. There's a human uh, rogue named Frelvis. Uh, there's a female bard named Jada. And there's a there's an orc fighter named Cliff Muscles. And Owen, you said you're part of the group as well? Yeah. So, yeah, it might be useful to keep Owen around because he could be our in to this group. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, if, if this heist end, ends up going forward and I'm not there, he's going to be... Thorn is going to be quite suspicious. Yeah, is it going to be suspicious once we take you with us and you're, like, not around for a day or two? Are people going to wonder? No, I mean, we don't really we don't really associate too much between jobs. Mm-hmm. We don't like to draw that much attention to ourselves. Well, I guess we kind of just discussed with Owen, well, as long as you're cooperative and okay with this, we can take you back to a secure area. We're not going to turn you over to Martin as of now and if everything goes well and we're able to find you know the real source of this then you might be able to get out of this unharmed oh if that could be done i would be i would be forever in your debt i mean the only thing i would say is if is if i'm going to be sort of off the streets for the next couple of days when thorn does try to get in touch with me he sends he sends a letter to the to the front desk at the hotel it's all it's all in thieves' camp, so nobody really understands it but me. If we can poke our head out every every you know day or two to, to see if he's reached out, because if I'm if I'm suddenly gone, he's gonna get he's gonna get he's gonna get real uh, real unpleasant. When he gets unpleasant, he gets well, he takes those twin hammers out. It's not just a name; he has two hammers. I think we can agree to that. But after today, in our slight bit of trouble, I think tomorrow the next round's on you. Fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> I think for now we're just gonna gather group and Owen and go back to base and then tomorrow would be a fresh day. We definitely have to check back at the tavern in case he gets notice mm-hmm. and kind of just roll up. We don't know the exact time of this job too so we kind of have to watch for that and then adjust our schedule. We don't know when Martin's gonna come back so so how how much information does Owen know about this? Uh, sort of heist that's going down. I know he's sort of waiting to hear from him, but we're going to need to give Martin something, some reason to uh, either be there or or whatever. And I mean, you know, just a, a rumor. I don't know if that would be enough to convince him. So Owen says, like, this is this is all I know. And it's it's hardly anything. But I talked to Thorne just last night. And he got word of, of some, some kind of uh, shipment coming into the city of, uh, I don't know what it is, if it's, if it's coin or, or some magical artifacts or weapons. I have no idea what it is. It sounds like it's coming from Ruzar. Like, I, I've only heard, like, rumors about what's happening. I know that Clear is gone. I know that Agarand is in charge all of a sudden. I don't know how that works. But I, I, think, I think this caravan might have something to do with Agarand's forces. I think he might be trying to to heist one of his like supply supply carriages. That's bad news. I don't want to mess with those guys. 
stealing stealing from some some you know wealthy nobles who have a few bodyguards is one thing. I do not want to go toe to toe with a bunch of dragonborn soldiers. And Thorn thinks that he can pull this off with only four other people. That's the new life, man. It makes you believe <laughs> and act in crazy ways. He would probably think that he could do it himself. If it, if the if the payoff was big enough, he would probably find a way to convince himself. Are you still performing? Yes, I'm doing a spoken word. <laughs> the spoken word about a queen who disappeared and a red dragon man. <laughs> who seems to be the cause of it. And since then my life has never been the same. Alright. Are there any details about your performance that you wanna that you wanna relay or just because I do wanna I do wanna convey something. Perhaps. Well, I did do enthrall and made several people fall in love with me. So, do they? Do they? Are they like charmed by you? Yes. They. Would you like me to read it to you again? I just want to know if they like follow you around. Oh God! Uh, they are charmed by you. The target idolizes you. Speaks glowingly of you to anyone who talks to it, and it hinders anyone who opposes you. All right. Uh, the only thing that I wanted to convey was like, once your performance is done, the adulation that you receive from a few members of the audience seems seems to far surpass what you would consider to be normal for that. What I would consider to be normal for that? Or maybe when they walked in, <laughs> they think that that's more than, than normal? Because I, I think people love me. There is no reason for no one to everyone not to worship the ground that I walk on. So it sounds like you're, in her perception, it's like, finally, people are acting normal. They've been weird this whole time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Which we could probably construe as abnormal. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, if you can't, you come out and relay that to us, we could be like, wait, so people were really, really cheering for you? Oh, yeah, they, they loved me. Wait, we need to go back in yeah, and find yeah. out what's going on here. Uh, so I don't know how, uh, how you guys want to, want to handle this. You guys are going back in to, to check out what's happening? Yeah. Yeah. And you're staying out in the alley, Vanna White, Helsing? Okay, I can stay with What's-His-Nuts. Are you going to stay with Owen? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there's, there's a few people in the crowd who are just in a fervor, and it's really, really peculiar. Um, they're even sort of getting looks from other people, but they don't, like, look... Like, you can't see a visible reason why they would be behaving like that. And when, when you're done performing, they, like, want to follow you around. Makes sense. <laughs> I am beautiful. They're like, Faye, Faye, don't go. Like, could you please just keep keep smashing those eggs? I have more eggs at home. I'll be right back. I'll be right back with more eggs. I want you to smash them all. I would quietly say to Spruce Lee, uh, we're going to need to make sure we're not followed when we go back to the banks. She's uh, gotten some attention that might not be. This also this to seems benefit. this seems odd. It, it does. I was thinking that too. What are you guys talking about? This seems amazingly normal. But now, now these people are not exhibiting any of the sort of symptoms that we've seen of people on New Life, correct? Not at the moment. No. Do they seem to be intoxicated in any way? Like not necessarily drunk or or something, but like enchanted can i roll like an insight check to see if if maybe there's if i could maybe discern a, a different reason why they would be so adoring not that i don't think Faye's great <laughs> but this is just quite the reaction so you're saying this could be new life like that warm fuzzy feeling that he talks about new life quantum uh yeah why don't you roll me i'd say roll an insight check i'll, I'll say that 
Six. <laughs> Bullshit. I guess, can I assist with some insight? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 16. So you know that Faye's performance has sort of this magical effect. And it seems to just be affecting these few people on a much deeper level. But for whatever reason, you can't quite tell. But it's just a more intense effect that they're that they're feeling from this this charm and like that guy who ran out runs back in like 30 seconds later with eggs and he's like i didn't go all the way home i just i just i just took some from 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 the, some vendor outside and then uh he's like oh i'm gonna be arrested real soon can you please break these of course of course let me start again from the beginning this is an egg <laughs> smash this is your brain on new life? <laughs> and uh, one iron guardian just kind of barges in and like drags this, grabs this guy by the by the collar and just pulls him out. And he's like applauding the entire way. He's like, "Those are the best eggs I've ever seen smashed." She didn't even get it right. She said, "This is an egg, and this is your brain on new life." <laughs> <laughs> That's it for us this week, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. Check out our Instagram and Facebook page for our giveaway, a set of ancient bone dice, which may or may not be bone, I don't know. Check us out on Instagram and Facebook for the instructions on how to enter the giveaway. And also, if you do want to further support us, you can leave a review or rating on iTunes, or go to thingstimrotecom slash books and check out some books that I wrote. 